does think it is. So you're going to have to make a commitment and tell yourself, are you simple or you are know-it-all? A lot of times you think you come in and you say you know it all. Oh, I know what they're doing. I know this and that. But you have to come in as a simple heart, a simple person. In the Amplified, it says the unfolding of your glorious words. That's the same as entrance, the unfolding of your glorious words give light. The unfolding gives understanding to the simple child life. Read it and meditate on that child life. You have to become like a child when you come and you start. The reason it takes a long time is because sometimes it takes a year or two before you become a child life. And now all of a sudden when you testify, you said, yeah, I used to be hard, but all of a sudden I became like a child. And I could mentor a lot of the people here. You know, we talk about John and all that. We call him my son. They, 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 they strip themselves of pride and become like Father. Javier right here, you know, he struggled for a long time, and now he's just like a, like a little kid, you know, he's hungry, you know. I meet with him in, in my house, and they tell me, you know, now they're different than me when they first come in. They sit in the back with their arms crossed, you know, trying to see if I can, if we can change them. No, they, you have to become a little child and, and be hungry for the word, and then the, the word gets in you, and it gives understanding. That's when the understanding comes. Understanding, discernment, and comprehension to the simple. Man, that's a, that's, that's a lot of words, right? You understand, you comprehend, and, and, and uh, you know, that, that's, that's important. And you discern. You discern right from wrong. Thank you, Jesus. The, the simple, in other words, the innocent, the humble. And, and again, I, 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 I write this down again, not the know-it-all. Because I know the know-it-all. Sometimes I talk to some people and they finish my words. You know, they take over. You know, they, they don't let me finish. You know, and I could just, I, I tell them, just be quiet. Let me talk. Because they seem to know it all. You know, they just take off on you. You know those people, right? And though they're not going to get nothing until you become simple and innocent. Psalms 119.05 in the Amplified says, The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You know, I, I, I think about things when I'm, when I'm reading the Bible and, I, and, and things that happen to me in, 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 in the house, you know. And when we were lost and, you know, we, we, we were on our way to hell, we were walking in darkness. We thought we knew it all. We thought we was the light, but it's, we were actually walking in darkness. The other day after I was doing this, I remembered, you know, I have, I have a big bedroom, you know, with a double bed and a couch in there and, and, and furniture, chairs. And, and during the night, if I have to get up during the night, it's really pitch black. You know, I used to keep my phone under my pillow so I could put my phone on so I could see my way to the bathroom. And uh, the other, not too long ago, the, the light in the bathroom was on, so I, I, I forgot to get my phone, so I went in there. But when I came out, I turned the light off, and it was pitch black, the darkness. And I'd bump into the wall. I got a big bruise here where I bumped into the door and knocked into the couch. You know, I thought I was going to turn right to the bed, and it was a couch. I mean, and see, and it reminded me, you know, th that's how we were when we were lost. You're walking into things, and you don't even know it. In the spirit, bro, not in your body, but in your spirit, you're blind. You're, you're in darkness. And when the word comes in you, then it lightens the path before you, and you, and you, and you know how, what you're doing there, you know. His word, you know, which is Jesus, will show us what is real and what is fake, you know. Can I teach you tonight? If you want to put a title to this teaching tonight, put this down, okay? 
I am never alone. I am never alone. Hmm. We're in the world, but we're not of this world. So you have to meditate and meditate on those words that I just said. Meditate on that, you know. Don't just say it, you know. A lot of people just speak it, but you, com you confess it. I am in this world, but I'm not of this world. Meditate on this statement. You know, think about it. Let it sink into your, into your spirit. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. What does that mean, you know? You're not like the rest of the world. That's why you're not going to be acting like them, you know. I mean, you, I, I don't want to have nothing to do with the world. You know, I want to separate myself, you know. I mean, the world is the radio, the television, the, you know, wherever. There's a lot of people that are lost. And I personally, me, not, I'm just saying me at my age, I'm, I just want to be separated. I don't want to hear the radio. I don't want to watch movies, you know. If somebody said about a movie the other day, I don't watch movies, you know. I don't, I, I just, I, I would spend time with God, you know. I, I like sports, you know. I mean, I like basketball and boxing and stuff like that. Uh, but I watch that program and then I leave, you know. That's it, you know. I don't just stay there, you know. I'm like Pastor Sandy said about commercials and stuff, you know. Every commercial is about a sickness. It reminds me of what I, I work in hospitals. And today I was, I went into a, a clinic that I had about eight patients in there. And all I heard the nurses in there is like, you know, man, I was sick. I got a nose. I got a sore throat. Blah, blah, blah. Every, they, all I heard was sickness, sickness. And this morning somebody asked me, have you been sick with that? Have you caught that? Like, caught me up, man. I don't talk like that. You know? Just walk away from it, you know? But that's all I heard today. You know, everywhere I went, that, you know, coughing and runny nose and, you know, like, you know, got something going around, you know? I mean, see, they put it on themselves without confession. Because they are ignorant. So you say, I'm in the world, but I'm not of this world. See, the world thinks that what they see, touch, smell, hear, taste is real. When we're in the world, we thought if it tastes good, if it feels good, then it's real. But it's not. When we're, when we're not of the world, then that's not the way we operate. We are born again. Say, I'm a born again. Filled with the Holy Spirit. See, we believers, we know that it's not, you know. Our kingdom, as a kingdom citizen, what's real is what most cannot see. See? God's word is real to us. Our real is eternal. You know? The, 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 the world sees as temporal. You know? But what, what you feel, what you eat, what you sense, that's temporal. But in the spirit world, we're looking at the eternal. So take note. As sons and daughters of God, we are spirit beings. Say that. I'm a spirit. Living in a body. Hallelujah. Therefore, we need to learn to focus on the spirit realm. Are you okay with that? How do we do that? I'm glad you asked. Yeah? When I say something, you ask yourself, well, how do we do it? How do we, how do we do that? Okay? So one way to do that is to set our attention on what is eternal instead of what is temporal. Set our attention means what? Focus. Focus on what's eternal. So turn to 2 Corinthians 4.16, and I'll read 4.16 to 18 in the, in the NIV. And the first word, it says, uh, therefore, and underline, always underline and meditate as you read. Don't read it just real fast. Read it slow. Therefore, we do not, say do not, lose heart. Okay? That's important. Don't lose heart. Don't be anxious. So we don't lose heart. Though outward, we are wasting away, 
Some of you are young and you don't understand that, but when you get my age, you understand what that means. Outward, we're wasting away. Yet, everybody say yet. Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. So you confess it. What you see in the word, you how you claim it is by saying it, speaking it. I say that every day. I am being renewed like an eagle. And my strength is being renewed day by day. I am renewing. I am renewed. You say it over and over and over. And once you get to maturity, you just don't watch it, right? And you and then you look in the mirror and you can see that you are being renewed. Inwardly, we're being renewed day by day for our light and and momentary troubles are achieving for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes. Say fix our eyes. You focus on on what uh, not on what is seen. So you don't focus on your wallet. You don't focus on your bank account. You don't focus on your bills. No, you focus on what God said you are. Are you with me? But you focus on what's unseen. Say unseen. You don't see it yet, but you focus on it because you're going to bring it to pass by saying it and seeing it already done. That's what faith is. Hmm. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So your focus is we're not seen, but that's going to be forever. You, you're focusing on heaven. It's going to be forever. Your focus is, and I will, I'll live and not die and forever. You don't focus on your weaknesses or whatever. No, you focus on what God said you are. Hmm. See, Paul makes an important comparison between the outward man and the inward man. And he, and he relates this to how we can understand eternal reality. If you have studied the Bible, you study the Apostle Paul, what he said. So listen closely and get this in your heart. Say heart. Not in your head. I want to teach your heart, but not your head. So get out of your head. If we can see it, okay, feel it, touch it, taste it, then it's temporary. And most of the world, that's all they operate in, what they see, what they touch. And they, I don't have this. I don't have that. I feel good. I smell taste good. No. If you focus on that, it's temporary. And if we keep our eyes on, on, on something that is temporary, then our suffering or our difficulties or our pain that might come into our lives will be heavy and long. Did you get all that? So when you, when you come in, you have all these problems and all these, these things that are happening. Why? Because you've been focusing on the wrong thing. And so then your difficulties are going to be heavy and, and long. Are you listening? So get this revelation because it's revelation. If we obey the word, say obey the word of our father and focus on what we cannot see. Are you listening? Focus on what we cannot see. That trouble, because we all go through some trouble, or that affliction or the difficulties that may come into your life lives will last a very short time, only for a moment. John Osteen had a message called, It Came to Pass. You believe like that. You start talking like it came to pass. No matter what you're going through, it came to pass. I learned that quickly. But you focus on the seen, it takes a long time. You focus on the unseen, then that trouble you're going through is temporary. Hmm. 
Hallelujah. All our troubles we pass quickly. Can you understand how blessed you are <laughs> to belong to the kingdom of God? Once you get all this information, if you agree, yell out, amen, or oh my, or just make a grunt. <laughs> I don't know about you, but, you know, me, Martha and I, man, we like to get through difficult situations as quickly as possible. Because God's word has spoiled us. We don't, we don't stay mad very long. We don't stay running. Everything, no matter what trouble we have, real quick, let's get it over with. Alicia not mentioned her name because she's listening at home. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, we don't like to go through hard times for too long. Do you? No. When I pray, I believe. I, get, I have symptoms sometimes, but all I do is I lay hands on myself. I had a stomachache. I just lay hands on myself, you know, in the name of Jesus. And I'll just sit up right there, and then I'll close my eyes, and then when I open my eyes again, it's gone. You know, very quick. I don't go to no emergency room, no doctor, no nothing, you know, because it comes, but it came to pass, whatever. Are you with me? In Romans 4, uh, Romans 4.13, and he amplified, the word tells us that Abraham inherited the earth and overcame his difficulties, everybody difficulties, not through following a bunch of rules or laws, but by the righteousness that came by faith. Did you hear me? See, a lot of people think in the, in the natural they follow rules and regulations, but that's in your head. But in your spirit, you have faith, and you, by the righteousness that's in you, that's how you operate. Faith is unseen, but it moves the seen. Do you hear me? Those are notes that you can write. Faith is unseen, but it moves the scene. Romans 4.13, and Amplified is, let, let me put it up there so we can read it, because, you know, everything that we tell you here, we read it, back it up by the word of God. For the promise to Abraham or to his descendants, and when you underline descendants, who are they? You. Say, that's me. That he would be heir of the of, of the world was not through observing the requirements of the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And that's what you do. You know, don't don't follow a whole bunch of rules. Well, I, I can't drink, I can't smoke, I can't do this, I can't do that. No. The righteousness of faith that's in you will obey the word of God because he is in you. Are you with me? So write that down. <laughs> Hallelujah. The things on this earth, do not belong to the devil. They belong to you, to me, because we are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are. Therefore, everything belongs to us. And we are heirs, and the entire, say entire, entire kingdom is our inheritance. When you get that in you, you walk with a different peace. You walk with a different mood. You, you, you can't help but say, thank you, Jesus. You know, I mean, I, I, I can't help but to say thank you, Jesus, as I'm walking, you know, all the time. Because I know, I know what, how, how powerful the word of God is and what he gave us. The entire, say entire, the entire kingdom is our inheritance. Wow. Hear me out. Any trial that we encounter is subject to the kingdom of God. Anything. 
Amen. I love the verse in Romans 4.16 in the NLT. It says, so the promise is received by faith. Say by faith. That's how we receive the promise. He promises it. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain, underline certain, certain, not maybe, to receive it. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith, like Abraham, so Abraham is the father of all who believe. See? So all you got to do is have faith. And, but you have to be like a child to receive it and then do it and say, well, I'm doing it because he said to do it. I'm acting like he said to act. So listen to this. If, because everything's conditional in the word of God, if we have faith like Abraham, hmm, what does what is, uh, the evangelist Shambach say? Anybody remember it? All you need is faith in God. See? I mean, that's what carries you. That's what makes you be what, what God wants you to be. All you need is faith in God. Not all you need is a good money. All you need is faith in God. Hallelujah. So instead of saying, if I only had this, if I only had that, no. If I only had the faith in God, that's all I need. All I need is faith in God. Hmm. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. The, the, the Living Bible translation says, so God's blessings are given to us by faith as a free gift. So I say a lot all day long. I say, I am blessed. Say that all the time if you want to. I'm blessed. Instead of thinking and saying negative things, say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Why? Because the Bible tells you you're blessed. You know, people will call you bragging. You know, they hear you say that. They go, oh, you're blessed. You're just bragging. No. <laughs> That's because they look at it in the natural. But I speak those words from the spirit. I am blessed. I give, when I say I'm blessed, I'm giving glory to God. God's blessings are free. All you have to do is believe and not doubt. Believe and not doubt. That's important. Believe and not doubt because most people are so trained in their brain to doubt everything. Really. You tell them something, they say, really. See? Because they know. They know more than you do. But <laughs> don't doubt, you know. So warning. I wrote that down. Write that in your notes. Warning. Write that on your notes. Warning. Ready? If you keep your eyes on the natural, doubt, everybody say doubt, will creep in. It will creep in. Well, what's, what do you mean creep in? I'm talking to Christians. If you keep your eyes on the lack that you don't have this and you don't have that and you can't pay this and you can't pay that, keep your eyes on that, doubt will creep in. But what's creep? What's the word creep? To go very slow. To enter or advance gradually as to be almost un unseen. <laughs> That's how the devil works. Gradually. He don't want you to catch on until it's, the doubt is there because you kept your eyes on the natural. You kept your eyes on your lack. You kept your eyes on the problem, on your marriage, on your children, or whatever. Get your eyes off of the natural and start looking at the supernatural by faith. When John Austin told me, and I've told you that um, uh, several thousand times probably in all these years, he says, you say this, I have plenty of money in the bank. My house is paid and my cars are paid and I've had plenty of money in the bank. I had no money. I had no house. 
you know, I'm making $9 an hour. But he said, say it, and I was like a little baby. I said it because I believed him. I was 30 years old, but I, but I was like a child to him. Yes, sir. You say I'll say it, I'll say it. So I said it over and over and over. Well, I don't know when it happened because things happen in the, in the spirit world, and then and then the natural takes over. Um, I don't know how many years later, but all of a sudden I have uh, uh, my house is paid for, my cars are paid for, my bills are paid for, and I have plenty of money in the bank. It just happened. That's what he told me to say. And you have to say, if you're sick, you say, I'm healed. By his stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. If you're in lack, I have plenty. I have. I have a job. I have a car. I have, you know. It w- and, and I don't know how long it's going to take, but it will happen because God said so. Sometimes it will take a few days or a few years, or may- maybe longer, but it will be there. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Don't let doubt creep in. That's why you have to focus on the unseen, and your faith will bring it in. I said your faith will bring it in. Who's getting it? I pray that this information turns into revelation to you from the Holy Spirit. Can you say hallelujah? Ponder on that. You need revelation on all that you hear. Abraham met all challenges of his life by having faith in God. He had a lot of challenges, but he met them by having faith in God and God's promises. He believed God over any of the temporal circumstances that he that resulted. God delivered him again and again and again from impossible situations. And he'll deliver you again and again from impossible situations if you ha- keep your eyes on God. Seek him. Seek the kingdom of God first and not your pr- your, you know, your, what you believe in, you know, in your life for. No, keep, don't keep your eyes on the natural. Keep your eyes on the supernatural, which is the word of God. Who's getting something tonight? Are you ready for more? So who, who wants access to your inheritance? Anybody? Okay, so listen to this. You might, you, you might not like this, you know, but I have to tell you the truth. In order to access your inheritance, we will have to, we will have to face some situations that are impossible for us on our own. I mean, we always face them, impossible for us on our own. Yet, the, the, the mistake we make is we try to fix problems on our own, and we fail, and then we, we don't know what to do. So stop trying to put it on your own and let God take care of it by faith. Hmm. When these giants of life try to set shop in your land of, of, of your inheritance, you don't have to fear. Say, I will not fear. I know they look stronger and mightier than us, but here's the good news. Are you ready? As a son and a daughter of the Most High, and because you are a citizen of heaven, you are never alone. Say, I'm never alone. Never. When, when we face situations that seem impossible, we're not alone. Angels all around you. Mm. And they have a ministry. They are on assignment. Their assignment is to provide help when we need it. Did you hear me? Ignorance keeps us from understanding that. But, you know, we, we say God, Holy Ghost, Jesus, and all, but there are angels that hundreds of thousands of them that they have as an assignment. And I, th- I thought this a couple of weeks ago, 
you know, in Hebrews uh, 1, I think uh, 14 in the Passion Translation, it says, the angels or spirit messengers sent by God to serve those who are going to be saved. Did you hear me? Did you hear that? So, John Eric, you were going to be saved. And so the angels were, what did he say? Messengers sent by God to serve those who are going to be saved. So they can shoot at you a hundred times. I don't care. You're not going to die because they are protecting you because you, now you just prolong the salvation. We were talking about, uh, I had made this, I, I used to do the, my, my study on Thursday after I leave here today. I'll start tomorrow, my new one. So I, I didn't know about the prison and all that when they went. When I saw the, 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 the video, you know, I, I, uh, Fernando was at my house Monday, and I told him, when I saw the video, I remember he said the testimony about the man that cut his wrist, and, and he's going to come out and join our church, and he's going to be ministering well. He can cut his wrist all he wants. He was an heir of salvation because his grandmother prayed for him, and God promised his grandmother that he would be saved, so he became, uh, he was going to be saved. So he could cut it to both wrists. They don't care. He was not going to die because there's an angel in the cell with him. And the angel will take over and do whatever it takes for him to, to, to get saved because that, that was a messenger sent by God. And I'm going to prove to you in the Word where it happens lots of times in the Word of God. You know, I, t I, told, I told Ram, and I, I said, when I saw him preach, and I, I, I'm going to get to it in a little while about the children of Israel, that, that because of disobedience, it took them 40 years in the wilderness. I said, Ram, it took you 40 years to get a mic in your hand, but you could have got it 40 years earlier. But ignorance kept you, see? And, and, and when I saw the men's video, it made me cry, man, because I, all this comes to me because I'm studying the Word, and all this, this, all this situation comes to me. You know, the man that cut his wrist, I said, he couldn't because angels were watching over him. You know, uh, Maya, we've been praying for Ram. He, could be, he, he was reluctant to obey, but, but he could have obeyed earlier and not take it so long, you know. He could have already had his old church by now, see? <laughs> Thanks to Jesus. Yeah. And they walk in my house on Monday, you know, they're on the way to the ball game, and I start preaching to them, see? Sit down, let me tell you something. <laughs> and Ram said, yeah, man, I got it. Okay, so I'm going to let him tell you in a little while uh, what, what, what he got. Okay. So we cannot see the angels, but they are more real than what our natural eyes can see. Are you hearing me? There are hundreds of references in the Bible. You know, I, th I think I was going to call on Maria, but uh, Maria, yeah, come on real quick. Uh, she, she got this message a couple weeks ago. It came up to me afterwards and said, I wasn't saved yet, but no wonder I lived through your, describing what happened to you. Nothing. I had like maybe one bruise or like a scab was about it, you know. Um, and then months later, that's when I came to the Powerless Church. Yeah, it was it was bad. I, I think it was my testimony. Yeah, it was it was really really bad. Um, it barely swerved me 
a very struggling boy. Um, I didn't get a bruise. I mean, I didn't get a scratch, no injury, no nothing, 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 nothing. So when he, so when he he preached about you know that Hebrews one fourteen when it says uh, angels or servants that are to put their their uh, will into like a prayer of salvation, that word will it really got to me. It really like I pondered on it, like he said. It's like God already knew I was going to be saved. God already knew I was going to be used for his glory. So he was preserving, you know, me to just keep pursuing this and following God. And, yeah, like not even <laughs> a, a month later or so I got saved. So that's Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? See, angels are sent to protect you of those that are going to be saved. That's revelation to me. I don't know about you, but I got it. And I said, wow, you know, and there's some testimonies like that. But, but you know, there's so many things on angels, but few, few peace on them, you know. We're not alone. Think about it, sister. Someone said this way. We can as easily think of summer without flowers as of the Bible without angels. Hmm. Charles Spurgeon, you know, I don't know if you know Charles Spurgeon, you know, a great man of God, once proclaimed, I do not know how to explain it. I cannot tell how it is, but I believe angels have a great deal to do with the business of this world. Don't you know that, Dean? I used to always say, thank you, Father, thank you, Holy Spirit, thank you, Jesus. And now I say, thank you, angels. You know, because I know they're there, but they don't, they feel quiet. They don't talk to you, man. But, you know, when you read the Old Testament, it said, do not provoke the angels. Because they don't mess with you, you know. They don't, and, and what provokes an angel? Doubt, words of doubt. Words of lack, I don't have this, I don't have that. You know, they just, you know, when, when you already chosen that you will have it, you got you to gotta speak faith, just like the children of Israel. Don't say there's giants in the land. Say we can take over, but they didn't. They came in with a doubt, so they provoked the angels. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. So listen up. Understanding this information will change the way you think. Everybody say think. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Angels pop up all over the place. <laughs> As we read the Bible, for instance, angels comforted Hagar in the desert. This story here made me cry. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm such a softie now. I cry about everything, you know. And uh, <laughs> I didn't used to cry, but now I cried when I saw these guys at the prison. You know, it made me cry. And I've never been to prison. I'm not, I've never been to jail. I've never used drugs. I've never, you know. Um, but yet, it, it touched my heart to see that, you know. Thank you, Jesus. So Hagar... In Genesis 21, verse 15 to 17, in the NLT, when the water was gone, she put the boy in the shade of a bush. This should make a lot of your mothers cry because you've been through the place where you were lax. You feed your baby, but you, you don't maybe even have enough food for yourself. Then she went and sat down by herself about 100 yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die. Isn't that sad? Your baby because you don't have nothing to feed him anymore, so you put him in under a bush and you go sit 100 yards away because you don't want to see him die. That, that should make you cry. Because today there's people living like that. You see people under the bridge. You see people in, in bus stops. You know, you, how does, you know, it just it touches you. How are they doing it? And some of those people have kids. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want to watch him die, she said, as she burst into tears. Are you getting it? But God 
They ever say by God. Heard the boy crying. He didn't hear the mother's prayer. He heard the boy crying. Obviously, that boy was chosen already by God. So he heard the boy crying. And the angel of God, who? The angel of God called to Hagar from heaven. Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. That should touch your heart because God will hear your children cry. I have a grandson, you know, Jonah. When he comes to my house, I was studying this, and I picture him, you know. What if, he, what if that was him, you know? I mean, and because I laid hands on him the other day and prophesied. And so the Bible says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or your seed. That's our seed, begging for bread. So you will never be hungry. You will have plenty the rest of your life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Imagine some of you have been in bad situations, but this was a bad situation, right? Think about yours. An angel delivered Lot from Sodom in Genesis 19, 5, 16, and Enochim. Write them down, and you can study them on your own. Genesis 19, 15 to 16, and Enochim. At dawn the next morning, the angels came insistent. Who came? Insistent, hurry, they said to Lot. Take your wife and your two daughters who are here. Get out of, get out of here right now, or you will be swept away in the destruction of the city. Now, the next verse says, when Lot still hesitated. How can you hesitate when they're telling you that they're going to destroy the city? They still hesitated. Some of you hesitated when you were invited to church. Right, Ram? <laughs> I was talking to Ram about that on my house. Some of you hesitated. But look what happened. The angel seized his hand <laughs> and his wife and the two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city. So the angels grabbed your hands and brought you to the Power Love Church. When you hesitated, you might have sat in the back row, but they rushed you in and sit there. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost does the rest of the work. Hallelujah. In Exodus 23, 22 to, uh, Exodus 23, verse 22 to 23 in Enochim, it says, But if you are careful to obey him, underline that, careful to obey him, obedience is necessary. Following all my instructions, then I will, he said, I will be an enemy to your enemies, and I will oppose those who oppose you. For my angel, my who? Another angel will go before you and bring you into the land of Amorites and all the other ones, Kenites, Hevites, whatever, Jezebites. So, 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 so you may live there, and I will destroy them completely. He didn't tell you to get a gun and destroy your enemies. He said he will destroy your enemies for you. And your enemies is lack, knowledge, lack of knowledge, ignorance. It's more than just, uh, you know, like enemies like another person. No. Your enemies is the devil and all his tricks. He will destroy. Hallelujah. In Kings 19.5, in NLT, we see where, where he fed Elijah under the Jupiter tree. 19.5 in NLT. Then he laid down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel, a who? 
an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. God sends the angel, man. He don't have to, he don't have to tell us to get up and eat because we, we, we smell the breakfast already and we get up, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But if you're ever in bed and you have a need, you know, when, when Martha started the, her battle with this, she went three days without drinking or eating. And to, an angel had to tell her, get up and go eat. And she eventually did. And you see her now, you know. She eats, that's Benny. She eats like crazy. And Benny tells her, no, mom, no more eating, no more food. Ah, but I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow. An angel. In 2 Kings 6, 15 to 17, it says, okay, when the servant of the, of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots. Oh, sir, what will we do now? A young man cried out to Elijah. Man, they were surrounded by the enemy. But what did the man of God say? Don't be afraid. So when you're surrounded by your enemy, remember this word. Don't be afraid. Because fear brings the doubt in, and the doubt brings the devil in. Don't be afraid. Fear is not of God. No matter what you go through, don't be afraid. Elijah told him, for there are more on our side than on their side. Then Elijah prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside surrounded Elijah filled with horses and chariots of fire. The angels, there were more angels than there were the enemy. In the New Testament, let's go there to see that now Peter was delivered from prison in, in, in Acts 5.19. It says, but an angel, an angel of the Lord, again, came at, at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. You know something? Then in Acts, uh, then in Acts 27, 24, and you'll see Paul was comforted aboard, aboard, uh, aboard a sinking ship. And let's turn there. Acts 27, 24, and you know see. And he said, the angel said, don't be afraid. Again, don't be afraid, Paul. For you will, so you will surely stand before Caesar. So that means that he wasn't going to drown. He wasn't, that boat wasn't going to go down. What's more, God said, uh, uh, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. An angel told him that. Keep that in mind and have faith. One of these days an angel will talk to you because you're believing and you're like a child. You said, Mom, I want to see that. You know, a little baby said, I want to see that. Say like a little baby. God will allow you to see it or hear it anyway. Another one. Then an angel gave John, the apostle John, he gave him a VIP tour of the New Jerusalem. He, an angel gave him a VIP tour of heaven. Hmm. That's our future home. In Revelations 18.1 in NLT, after all this, I saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority, and the earth grew bright with, with splendor. <laughs> One angel had a, had, had a sun-like brilliance that the entire earth was lit up. Wow. Wow. They are ministering to us. Man, are you still with me? Let me tell you how, how this world, natural system, can steal from even the elect and rob them of their faith by putting fear and doubt. What robs of your faith? Fear and doubt. In Numbers 13, uh, 27 to 29, let's turn there in the NLT. I'm going a little fast because I want to make sure I finish this. 
because it's good. Hallelujah. This is good for me. I don't know about you, but I get excited. This was the report to Moses. We entered the land that you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a beautiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the kind of fruit it, it produces. But, but the people living there, but, there's always a but. Oh, yeah, the, the place you sent us is beautiful, and there's a lot of, there's great food and everything, but here's where they make a mistake. The people living there are powerful, and their, and their towns and lo- are large and for- fortified. We even saw giants there. The descendants of Anak, the Amalekites, live in, the, in, in uh, Negev, and the Hittites, and then there goes all those other names, and Amorites live in this country. The Canaanites uh, live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea, all along the Jordan River. Now, let's, let's read verse 30. But Caleb, say, but Caleb, tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go once and take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. Now, look at 31. But, another but, the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't, we can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. That's what ten spies said. Mm. You know, I was thinking, when I, every time I, I write my lesson, I think of someone. I think about Laura. I don't know if Laura's here. No, Laura didn't come, so I'm not going to talk about her here. Yeah. <laughs> tell Laura to see me. I'll tell her that I'm the revelation I got about her. I want for you to really understand this lesson, okay? And ask God to make it alive in you. Can you do that? Make it alive in me, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. In everything we do, in every situation that we go through, all of us have a choice. Say, I have a choice. A choice to decide to see it with our spiritual eyes or see it with our natural eyes. Every time you see, when you see your bank account and you've overdrawn or you're about to overdraw, you, you have a choice. You can see it with your natural eyes and get fear, or you can see it with the spiritual eyes that no, I'll, I command money to come into my bank account. Thank you, Jesus. I see plenty. God is not going to give up on you. If you talk faith, he'll give it to you because you can't, you can't put him in a spot, you know. You say faith works, and faith brings it in. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Kader said that I said, describe the car you want. If you did it, you had it. You have a car. So you saw it in the natural, but when you talk to God in the spirit world and, and spoke words, then the car appeared. You don't, you don't have to ask how. You just believe. God hears you. In everything we do, in every situation that we go through, we have a choice. Are you getting it? We have an opportunity to have two reports, a flesh report or a spirit report. Which report are you going to believe? What are you going to say? In the natural and according to the flesh, it was true that the Canaanites were mightier than the Israelites. However, say however, according to the spirit, the Canaanites could never measure up to the Israelites. In the spirit, they had to see themselves the way God saw them. Are you listening? Israel decided or chose to believe the evil report or the negative report. And because of that, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal this to you. It's not a story. It's our life right now. This. Let it reveal it to you. A lot of believers, I said born-again believers, are wandering in the wilderness of lack 
or marriage problems or confusion or fear today because of this. Wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Hmm. Why? Because they chose to see life, to see life through their natural eyes and ears. What they heard, what they saw. Where it's like we can't afford this or we can never get out of debt. Stop talking like that. We can never get out of this situation. And most made that decision out of ignorance or lack of knowledge. That's why you're sitting in a church that's teaching you better so you will never say that. Don't let those words come out of your mouth. I don't care if you dig in your head and your heart says, no, I can't afford it. I am rich. I'm rich because my father is rich. You know, what keeps you from saying that is because you want to see it in the natural. Well, I can't say that. Yes, you can. Faith works will bring it to pass. You say I am saved and you don't, you don't look at yourself saved. You say I'm saved by faith. You say, I'm the righteousness of God. You know, you say that. So why can't you say I'm rich? You know? In your head, you're getting the way. Or you're getting it. Get excited because tonight you're getting the knowledge from God's word, also known as Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let me start to close with, with, with this. Uh, you know, the, the worship come up. Let's read God's words on Moses in Exodus 27, 23, verse 20 and 23. Before, before I read this, please close attention because this information can save you 40 years of suffering or in some cases forfeit your inheritance. This was before they got to the promised land. Are you ready? Exodus 23, verse 20 to 23 in NLT. See, I am sending an angel before you to protect you on your journey and lead you to safety, safely to the place I have prepared for you. Change it into your own words. He has put an angel to lead you to where he is going to use you. You. Pay close attention to him, he said. You pay close attention to him and obey his instructions. Do not, ever say do not, rebel against him, for he is my representative, and he will not forgive your rebellion. But if you're careful to obey him, following my instructions, then I will be an enemy of your enemies, and I will oppose those who oppose you. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the land of the of all the enemies, so so you may so you may live there. And I will, he said, I will destroy them completely. The amplifies do not provoke the angel. How do you provoke him? Or rebel against him? He was saying, watch your mouth. That's what he's saying to everybody in this place. Watch your mouth. Hmm. That's when I was studying this. And after, you know, I went to study my notes. And, and uh, after the Sunday, uh, Sunday service, you know, I saw the video. And I saw Ram with a mic in his pris- uh, at the prison. And I shared this with him. And Ram, come on up and, and tell the revelation you talked about Monday that, that, you know, about this. Watch what you say. You know, and God gave him a prophecy, you know. And he saw me go hugging up there. Come on up, brother. Sister, preacher. And God gave him a prophecy, you know, that I was just hugging him, you know. But he told him some words. Uh, you know, our, our pastor was sharing with me Monday. You know, and I said, you know, uh, it's, it's funny he was sharing this because, you know, when we went to the prison, I, I told, I, I was sharing, 
the pastor that I had shared with the guys, like, how when I first came in, you know how, you know, it's like, uh, I don't want nothing to do with God, and I don't want to do this, and my wife was saved, and 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 she would invite me and tell me, and I was like, man, I don't want to do that, but until one day I did accept their invitation, right, and, and, and I remember telling her, I was sharing with the guys, I said, I remember telling my wife, I said, I'll go with you, but let me sit in the back, and I don't want nobody to touch me. I don't want nobody to hug me. I don't want to talk to nobody. And, and my wife was like, okay. You know, well, at the time, you know, I didn't know that what I know now. You know, if, 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 you, if you just get in the building, you know, if, I, if you just get in the presence, you know, and, and it's like Pastor Jesse said, and I shared this in the prison. I said, it, it, it's ra- the, the, the radiation of the Holy Spirit, you know, is it's getting on you, and you think you're cool in the back and know everything because you never knew. I, I, you know, that, that's how you, that's how when you first come in, you know, it's like my wife can't tell me nothing. Pastor Jesse couldn't tell me nothing. I, I didn't even like Pastor Jesse. He, he, I, he knows that, right? When I first came and, and, and uh, you know, nobody likes him when they first come, you know, but, 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 but then they fall in love with him, amen, when they don't. But the thing was, you know, so I sat in the back, you know, with my arms crossed like, man, this, this man don't know nothing about my life. And, and I know everything, you know, I'm, I'm 30 some years old. I'm in the world and I know everything, right? And, and, and that's how you come in, because you don't know, you know, and, 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 and but, but, but as you, but as I came, you know, something started to happen, like I shared, you know, I, I shared, I shared with the men in there, and I was like, man, something starts to happen, you know, because you can't, you can't never be in the presence of, of, of Christ and leave different, never, that, that the presence of God is just too strong, he's, you know, it's like Pastor said, angels, you know, angels protect me, and he's like, Ram, he's like, you ran and you ran and you ran from God all these years for thirty for thirty years until He gave your life to Christ, but 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 we prolong, we prolong God's promises, we prolong God's God's benefits. You know, I didn't know that that if I came to the I could come to the Lord, you know, as a relationship. I I always thought it was religion. I, I you know your you, you, your mind, the enemy has your mind so deceived that that you think a certain way and and it's totally opposite. I didn't know that I didn't know that Isaiah uh, uh, 55 8 said his ways are way higher than my ways. My thoughts are way higher than your thoughts, Ram. I don't think like you think. You know, you're trying to figure everything out on your own, Ram. You're trying to say, how's this going to work? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? When, when all I ask you to do is, is believe in me. That's it. Trust in me. It ain't for you to figure out how and when and how's this going to work. You know, that's where people get it wrong because and, 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 and so the thing is, as I started to learn, I started to understand what Pastor was saying about these angels, you know. I, and, and it took me back. It's like, man, and, I, and, you, and you get to start, to, you start to reminisce, right? Like, man, it had to be an angel then. It had to be an angel then. It had to be an angel then. And, 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 and then you read a scripture where the, where the Bible says that he will send his, he will, he will order his angels. He will order his angels to protect you and guard you. You know, and, and there's another scripture that says, it says he, he will, he will send the angel to encamp around you to protect you. You know, and, and, I, and I, was, I, was, I was reading these and I was thinking, here I was, you, you run from the Lord all these years. But, but then the Bible says that even before you were born, I knew you. You know, I, get, I was thinking, I was like, Lord, you already knew me. You said you knew me in my mother's womb even before I was born. You, and the Bible also says I had a plan for you. A plan. His plan wasn't for me to run for thirty years and act uh, act crazy and be lost in the sauce and run over here party and, and you know you try to you try to fix the, all your desires. You, 
you running and trying to get all your fixes to, with this and that and this and women and drugs and whatever, you know. But 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 but, but until you get the fix of Jesus, you know, and, 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 and you will never be satisfied. You will run all your life from Christ. You will run and run and run. And, 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 and now I understand by, by pastors and pa- sitting under Pastor Jesse all these years, Pastor Danny and George, and learning and growing and getting in the Word. Now my spirit is hungry. You know, before, I didn't, I didn't want nothing to do with the Word. I, I, it was boring to me. When I first came, Pastor would invite me to eat, right? And, I, you know, me trying to be nice, I would go. But I didn't want to sit by him. I wanted to sit way on the other end because I already knew what time it was if you go to eat with Pastor Jess. And, and so I was like, you know, but, but Pastor tells you now because he ministers, right? So now I, I look back and I'm like, man, wow. Every, you know, he says, as a believer and a non-believer, somebody that's not hungry, you know, and, and is hungry in the spiritual things, is like, is like he's, he, he, Pastor Jess always says, I'm speaking Spanish, you're speaking Chinese. I, don't un- I didn't understand. I, d- I can't comprehend what he's saying. And when two people, are, two people are, are, are going back and forth with revelations, yeah, yeah, you got that, yeah, yeah, and you're over here like, man, I don't, I don't know what y'all talking about. I don't, I don't care, right? But, but, but then something starts to happen, transformation, and, and, and it's just been so good because, yeah, we prolonged it, but, but, but we thank God to where we're at now, right? Because, because the enemy, the Bible also says everything the enemy stole, I'm going to restore it back to you sevenfold, amen? And, and he has, he has brought it. He has made our marriage new. He has made my relationship with my kids new. He has made me, he has taught me how to be a dad, how to be a father, how to be a brother in Christ. I mean, and so now that's why I get so excited when I see, when I see John Eric or I see uh, 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 anybody, anybody that, that I see transformation because that's, that's, that's what I live for now. That's what excites me. Stuff that never excited me. I could care less about who you, what you do and what you did. But when I see a broken marriage restored, Man, that's what I'm talking about. When I see a broken man restored or, 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 or a woman restored, that's what I'm talking about. That's what gives me fire now. Amen? So God is so good. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Angels were guarding him when, when they were shooting at him. It's like John Eric said, they were shooting at him too, and then, but they didn't hit him. They couldn't because the angels were catching the bullets, you know. Hallelujah. When you think that. The reason I, I bring all that up, because when you think about your life like that, then you can say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Over and over. And nobody has to tell you to say, thank you, Jesus. You should say it. It should blow out of you. Because you're reminiscing all the times that you could have been dead, but you weren't. He saved your life. Thank you, my Father. Mm. This word is for us. Don't ever speak doubt and unbelief or fear. Write that down. Never doubt, unbelief, or fear. We want to please God. So what pleases God? Words of faith moves God. Words of faith pleases God and the angels. I have. I have. I am. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm healed. I'm blessed. I have everything I need. Mm. We, we can't be like the ten spies to come back with these words that we cannot take this down. They're stronger than we are. No, they're not. They were speaking an evil report because it was against God's plan for their lives. Don't say, I can't do this. Yes, you can. God has a plan for your life. God has spoken, and they doubted those words with unbelief. Provoke the angel of the Lord and cause them to forfeit their inheritance. Personalize this, the scriptures, Revelation 
is for your love. Ask the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of your heart. Ask him, say, Spirit, open the eyes of my heart. So let me close with this. My lesson to you is this. When we enter impossible situations, we cannot say, I cannot. Let me repeat this. We cannot look at what the experts say or what the so-called professionals say or what the doctors say or what the lawyers say or what the judges say. Are you listening? We have to stand on what God said. I'm talking to born-again Christians with the righteousness of Christ living in them. God says, you say what I say because I am taking you to a place where the people have more education than you, more status than you, and more money than you. I'm, I am, said the I am, taking you into a land of your inheritance, and, you are ta- and, you're, and you're taking it all back. If, say if, you speak words of faith. Who got it? Who learned something tonight? If you speak always words of faith, Faith is seeing the unseen. Come on, somebody. Victory is ours. Let the angel of the Lord help you. Say, I have. I have. I have. Whatever you need right now, say, I have. And don't get away from that. I have. Because he's moved by you saying, I have. And the angels are moved by you saying what God said, I have. If you have a sickness in your body, I am healed. We can lay hands on you. But after I lay hands on you, then go home saying, I have, I receive, I got it. Whatever you need tonight, you can come up to the altar, I lay hands on you, and you get it, but then you have to leave saying, I have it, I got it, right? And knowledge, revelation. Thank you, my Father. Bow your heads in prayer. Father, thank you for blessing us tonight. Thank you for your word. And if there's anyone here that has never made you the Lord of your life, I ask them to come up. After the, right now, while we worship God, and make you the Lord of their life. 